Hello and welcome to Connected Episode 303. It's made possible by our sponsors, Hover, Bombus, and ExpressVPN. My name is Stephen Hackett and I am joined by Mike Hurley. Hello. Hey, buddy. Are you good? <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 You just said hi. I didn't know I had to say anything else. Hey. I was waiting for you to, to welcome back our beloved friend. And now I'm here to welcome back our beloved friend, Mr. Federico Vitici. Hello, I am beloved friend, and I am back on the show. So thank you. It's good to be back. I mean, I didn't want to leave you talking about Apple Silicon Max for like multiple weeks. Just one episode mm-hmm. is enough. So you get that <laughs> out of your system. Are you okay now? Are you cool now, Stephen? For now. For now. Okay. When I get one in yep. the office, it's just going to talk about it for weeks. Yep. Mm-hmm. That is going to be fun. I'm very excited about that, genuinely. Like, and for different reasons. Like, I'm excited about it because I'm really intrigued to see what it's like to run an iOS app on a Mac. Like, that's, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, plus, there are like genuinely like applications that I would like to run, like Timery, because nothing else is good for time tracking on my Mac. And I will like that. But then, I was, then I'll get into like a weird mode where my iMac, can't do it, but my laptop can do it, and it's going to be a whole big time. I wonder if you're going to have a real situation where you think, I should just work on a Mac all the time. I have all my apps here. Google Docs works better. Look, I will say to mm-hmm. you, I have had that thought, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's going to happen. But I have had that thought. We'll see. It's going to be exciting time later this year. Yeah. The fact that I, I do not, as I've expressed to you, I believe on this show last week, that I do not like the traditional desktop window interface. I think that that will continue to keep me going back to, to iPad mm. OS. It's too messy. Windows are too messy. Wow. I think about everyone else on the planet would say that sentence in the other direction, but okay. I know they would. But... The only thing I like about the Mac at this point, I mean, besides, you know, <laughs> like... Certain, goes back of a bang. <laughs> certain no, that's like a single thing that I really appreciate. Um, there's a bunch of other niceties like um, the terminal and like running stuff like Homebridge, for example. Like that's mm-hmm. super cool. But what I really like, what I realized recently that I really like is the menu bar. Like I generally like the menu bar, like as an idea, like as a concept, mm. like having like, this little thing with multiple icons and each icon opens a menu. You know what I like about the menu bar? That if there's something I believe an app can do. Mm. I have a, but I don't know how to do it. There's a place where everything is. That's yeah. what I like about the menu bar. That's yeah. a good. That's a good point. I don't think they're making that podcast anymore. Oh, uh, yeah, but I'm talking about the. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Uh, <laughs> the the help thing is a big part of that. Right, that you could just type what you want in the help field and it will highlight it in the menus. That's like, really cool. It's all very nice. Yeah, I like that stuff. So, yeah, uh, a menu bar on iPad would be interesting, I think. Uh, I'm pretty mm. sure that, who was it that did a concept a few months ago? Maybe... Oh, one of the 50 people. <laughs> yeah. made, made no, a, but I'm talking about Prosser. one in particular. No, I'm talking about like... An, like um, Stephen Spicy today. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, I live for a week. What have you done to Stephen, Mike? <laughs> you didn't do anything. It was your absence that did this. Oh, I'm Stephen. That's so... I missed you. Well, Kyle in the chat room has given us it. It's a concept shows how Apple could implement a main menu for iPadOS apps. Is that it? 
I thought that was too complex. That one. This looks I remember like Windows. That one. This is the Windows Start menu. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, no, that was one. maybe it was Vidit, one of the developers of Lookup, the dictionary. Vidit app. is my favorite um, concept person. Yes. He, Vidit always does the things that I think are closest to being yep. likely. Yeah, because they it, it, like he's very pragmatic. As obviously good taste. I mean, if you ever use Lookup, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. And like his concepts are like straight to the point. No, you know, no, like this start menu. Like it looks super fancy. Looks fancier than it should be, really. Or like too much in you know that it's too, you've gone too far, right? Like the best concepts are the ones that just go a step further rather than twenty steps further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, there was a concept of uh, like a menu bar for iPad and I thought, you know, maybe it could be interesting. Oh, yeah, I remember now, Vidit imagined um, a sort of like an expanded status bar on iPad. Mm-hmm. So it was just slightly thicker than it is right now. And the thicker status bar could be used to manage split view. So you would have like, yeah, in, I remember in that. his concept, he had like a split view icon mm-hmm. and you could use that to manage multitasking. And I thought that was really interesting. But yeah, anyway, I don't even know what we're talking about the menu bar. It's probably my you fault. You just loved it, that you just thought it was great. As usual, uh, I'm sorry. You, we were doing some kind of introduction, I believe. Well, we're getting ready to move to follow-up, so let's talk about follow-up. Uh, the okay. public iOS 14 beta is out. Mike and I are both running it now on our phones. Um, actually, I'm on the... You're on the dev beta. You're on the Dave beta. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that. Dave yeah, beta. I'm on Dave beta. Yeah. And you're on what? Paul beta? Like, what would be public? Mm. Yeah, Dave and Paul. I'm on the Paul beta. Dave and Paul. And it, I really like it. Mike, you spoke about this on Monday's upgrade. Um, I spoke about it on More Power Users that comes out on Sunday. So we've talked about this other places. Uh, but I would just say that I think the ideas for the phone in particular are really good. I like widgets, like the app library. We're going to talk about the app library later in this episode, I think. Mm, I have thoughts. There's about a whole that. like two page manifesto <laughs> written by Federico in our Google Doc. <laughs> 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 and uh, it's it's been really stable for me. I haven't had any issues. I know there's there's always issues with bank apps and certain types of things. So my bank app works, even though they told me it wouldn't work until mm-hmm. August, but it works now. They told you you were like Mister Hacker because you were like I was I was jailbreaking and how dare I? But it started. Work. They did an update like today, and it started working already. So they they fixed it sooner than they said they would, which is good. Mm. Uh, I want to draw attention to something that appeared in the RelayFM members Discord a few days ago, which is a website called ismr.space, which is made by Aidan Nagel, who over the last three days, I think, has listened to 25 episodes of Connected to pull out every instance where Steven does his famed ASMR. ASMR. Yes, like those. <laughs> And if you do, you remember the Mike Oracle website where people pulled out the clips of me when I was sick? Um, of course. Uh, so yes. that that's that that one I think may have been like part of the the inspiration for this. And basically, it's, there's just a button which just says whisper, and every time you press it, you hear a different ISMR uh, thing. My voice kind of trembled there a little bit because i pressed it and heard pokemon and it threw me off (laughs) Uh, because that pokemon one there's one where you say pokemon and that's the one that for some reason like it just it embeds itself in my brain the most Mm -hmm. also let's talk about the profile photo that was used for steven on this web page there's lots of them 
they they, Absol- they cycle oh. through. So oh, they cycle. Yeah, because the one that I that I'm looking at right now is the glorious mustache mm-hmm. Stephen from a few months ago. Um, really, the best look you've ever had. Are you Steven. back with the mustache again? No, I'm growing the beard out, so it's kind of all the same length now. Ah, uh, the mustache was better. It was. That you really, I don't, I don't know a lot of people that could pull off a mustache, but you, you managed to do it. Yes, yes, I agree. But there you go. Go to ismr.space and you can get ismhasmr whenever you want it. Whenever you want it. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> don't say things like that. Don't do that. No, no. Look, he's got to expand his repertoire, all right? <laughs> no, no. Expanding. Stephen, have you ever heard of OnlyFans? OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You Federico should look into has. that, Stephen. Yeah. yeah, you should look into that. Uh-huh. You should get an OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Could be the next, uh, next perk. Steven. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Who needs membership? Yeah. You get an OnlyFans, yeah. then you yeah, don't make any money. You have an OnlyFans, Steven? <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I sign up for it? Yeah. Go for uh, it. You could charge some serious money there. Yeah. I mean, you can have multiple tiers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Members only content. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. Members only. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Why do you keep exactly picking the worst like things to say? <laughs> <laughs> we have some really exciting news. <sighs> yeah, we do. You want to explain mm-hmm. this? We have an OnlyFans now. <laughs> A few years ago, what was it, 2016? 2016, we were just before WWDC 2016 discussing, like, shaking up the artwork for this show a little bit. Connected was one of the original five Relay FM shows, and then over the years, whilst our artwork still has a kind of consistency, mm. the actual artwork for all of the shows became more complicated over time, like more complex in a good way. Like there was more texture added, more layers, more depth, um, and we kind of, you know, we ha- we we started off with a very strict. Um, guideline created by the wonderful uh, Simon, who's our incredible designer. Um, and But then over time, we kind of, as is usual, you, you kind of stretch out a little bit from, from where you start off, right? Things develop and adapt. Um, and before 2016, we were like thinking like, oh, maybe it's time mm. to mix up our artwork, right? Which has mm. been for, for the last nearly six years, the six color globe with a white background and there are like uh, lines that go around the globe which are like I guess could signify planes and they in case you don't know it's a fun fact uh, the lines there's three lines they cross over each other uh, mm-hmm. where we all live uh, there is also a, the original version was it was it Iceland that got omitted from the original version was that was it Iceland Greenland, maybe was it Greenland? Okay, yeah, mm. Greenland was was left out, which uh-huh. is just kind of like a like a accident, but a fun thing that happened. Sorry, Greenland. So before WWDC that year, we were talking about changing it up, and then the show got featured in the WWDC keynote, and we kind of could not do that, right? Because right. yeah. once I I have a picture on my wall here of Tim Cook standing in front of a massive version of the connected. Uh, mm-hmm. artwork which is physically mm-hmm. bigger than him so we were like well we can't change it now 
Then, over WWDC week, we were featured in the Apple Podcasts uh, directory, and they used a version of our artwork where it was uh, the globe in its colors with a six-color background behind it. And people were like, oh, that's amazing. Where did that come from? Did Apple make that? That kind of stuff. The funny thing is that artwork is five years old. <laughs> when Relay <laughs> FM was founded, we were very lucky to get some featuring from Apple in the Apple Podcasts directory when we began. And we, when you uh, work with Apple, and anybody can do this now with the Podcast Connect thing that they have, but I don't think you could at the time, you can submit your own promotional artwork for consideration if Apple was to feature you. So they had some guidelines and we did that. Uh, in the run-up to WWDC, it was a similar thing. Um, we were working with a person there when we arranged for our interviews to be set up. Um, and they asked for some promotional artwork. And because the timelines were quite tight, uh, I just thought, I'll just give them the one that we already have, not thinking that they would use it. But I also really liked it's it. It's also missing Greenland, by the way. <laughs> the, the stuff Oopsies. Apple's used. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, Greenland. Uh, <laughs> in our defense, Apple didn't check either. Um, well, they use Apple Maps. How could they know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, also, so, Apple believes in the conspiracy that Greenland does, does so not exist. So. There you go. But this is also proof of the fact that this artwork is five years old because it was created when our original set of artwork was created. So we had uh, a lot of people being like, oh, that looks so cool, looks so different. And what this is, in my opinion, is like the proof of the fact that st like fashion style is, ci is like cyclical. Because... Mm -hmm. That looked cool like five years ago, and then we kind of left it, and now mm -hmm. it's become cool again. Uh, so basically, this is a very long way of saying that we have now updated the connected artwork. If you look in your podcast app, as long as it's one that supports chapter artwork, you'll see it. Um, and then it will be changing over the next week or so because different applications cache artwork. Um, but over the next week or so, you'll see a new mm -hmm. version of the connected artwork, which still keeps a lot of its original design. But now instead of the white background, we have a rainbow background and we've added uh, more glow to it. Honestly... Mm -hmm. We've skewmorphized the connected it's artwork. It's 3D. We've got, it's 3D. It's this is what I'm saying global. about taste, right? Like, we have the flat version of the artwork, and we had this 3D version of the artwork, and we decided to go with the flat version because that was the thing you did in 2014. But now, here yeah. in the heady days of 2020, we're all going back to texture again. So now the yeah. connected artwork has... As mm -hmm. they're saying in the chat, has been big. Sur big how would you say it, Federico? Uh, it has been a big surified. <laughs> there we go. It's been big surified. <laughs> Thank you very much. So yeah, that's where we are. We, you know, we had considered when we back in 2016, we had considered like completely rethinking the design. Um, but I'm really happy with where we are now because it's still very much the show. But is more is more modern. So I mean, there you go. I mean, we can do flat, we can do curvy, we can do whatever you want. We can we can change it every, we can change it every other week if we want to. We don't care. But mm -hmm. we've decided that we're gonna keep the three D one. So yeah. So the the idea was it's like the globe is a glass ball kind of, so that the stripes get refracted as they go through them. It's a lot of fun. Really happy with it. Yep. Someone mm -hmm. was very upset with the fact that in an earlier version of the artwork, some of the globe lines colors lined up with the lines in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And that got changed. 
got changed. <laughs> Steven, you like video games, right? Does it? <laughs> They're fine. You do like Lego, though. I just, there is absolutely no reason for us to talk about this other than the fact that I want to talk about this and otherwise won't get to talk about it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Lego is making a Super Mario Nintendo Entertainment System set, and it's absolutely incredible, and I'm mm-hmm. going to buy it so fast when it becomes available. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it look cool? It looks very, very good, and there's a crank to play the game on the yep. Lego TV. Oh, it's yeah. Playdate. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's they copied the crank. But they copied the crank. Now everyone's doing cranks. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, it's cranks. Yeah. But yeah, it looks amazing. I am going to buy it. It's coming out in August, and I'm gonna build it, and it will take pride of place in my studio. I think as a display thing, it's super cool. Like they've gone, I saw somebody say this on Twitter, and it's so true. Like they've really gone way further with this than they needed to, because they have the TV too with the little crank on it. Like they could have just made the NES, and it would have been more than enough. Would have been fine because the NES has like some actual details, like the controller that actually connects to the console, and like the 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 cartridges, and like that would would have been fine. And you push instead- the cartridge down, and it looks like it has a spring effect to it. Yeah. But they also then, made the TV, which is just incredible. And then also, if you get one of the new um, Lego Mario sets, which has the Mario in it with the little yeah. LCD and the speaker, if you put it on top of the TV and do the crank, it will play the appropriate sound effects for where the Mario is in the, in the little uh, scene that you're at. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yes. Like, super great. Like, super great. 2,600 pieces, $230 or something, which mm-hmm. is... Pretty decent brick-to-dollar ratio. <laughs> I can't judge. I mean, I've got Lego sets all over my office that cost mm-hmm. as much or more. I think it's I think it's really cool, and I like that it's interactive. That uh, I I really want to hear how this goes and how you how you feel about it when you get it in. Oh, I I, it's not available to buy yet, but as soon as it is, I will be I'll be placing an order. I'm super into this. This is like. They have found like the real sweet spot for me with a set like this. It's really cool because like the Lego stuff, the, the 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 sorry, the Lego Mario stuff that they're doing looks cool. But I was a bit like ah, I was kind of hoping for something mm. a little bit more model than playset, hmm. and they've done exactly that now, right? Like when I, when when it was like oh Lego and Mario were doing something together, I just wanted to build like pretty much exactly what they've given me, right? Like I wanted to just make like a classic Mario like scene right sure um but instead they've built this like playset thing which is which is fine but it's it's not what i wanted but this nes is like yes perfect bravo mm-hmm. nintendo like this is mm-hmm. great licensing do we want to take a break mm-hmm. this episode of connected is brought to you by hover one of the show's longest running sponsors when you have that big idea, where do you go? For a ton of people, Hover is that first big leap because your business starts with a domain name. Hover has over 300 domain name extensions to choose from. So no matter what you want to build, there's a domain name there waiting for you. It's like adopting a puppy or something. It's there, ready for you to scoop it up. Hover has excellent technical support to answer any questions you may have, and they're dedicated to getting you online, not upselling you. Hover has free who is privacy, so bad guys don't get your info, really clean user experience, and monthly sales on popular top-level domains. It's easy to see why Hover is the popular choice for people getting started with new businesses or new projects. 
I've got all of my domains over at Hover and a bunch of uh, funny domains for random things on the podcast or so. And I can get something registered really quickly, forward it where I need it, or set up DNS all very simply in their great dashboard. Like how I own iosstories.net. Exactly. It's currently being forwarded to Mac Stories. I, I made that a uh, very kind decision recently, Federico, to forward that one for you. Originally, well, it was you. going to my own website for a while, uh, mm-hmm. but now, now I'll send it back to you. That's very kind of you. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> so buy your domain and start using it today. Go to hover.com slash connected and get a 10% discount on all new purchases. That URL one more time, hover.com slash connected. Make a name for yourself with Hover. Our thanks to Hover for their support of this show and Relay FM. iOS 13.6, is that it? It's 13.6. It's been 13.6, released yes. today. Wild in a way that there's still releases going while the beta is going for the other thing. It's kind of fun, especially because there's new features being added to iOS at this point. Uh, today's release basically has a bunch of stuff for Apple News in it. Um, one of there's, there's a couple of different features. Uh, one is audio stories where Apple's going to collect up some stories from some large publishers, have them professionally read, edited, and you'll be able to listen to them instead of reading them. The other is something which is coming to Apple News and also Apple's podcast. It's called Apple News Today. Apple's getting into the daily news podcast world, which is... Mm. Really interesting. Like, I, is I need to think more about this, like, because this has only come out today. Um, uh, we knew that there were going to be the uh, audio stories thing, but the daily news podcast that came out—that's a bit of a surprise to me. So, I want to think about this a little bit more about like what this could mean, uh, maybe what what Apple's motivations are for doing this. Um, but yeah, this is something that that will exist from now, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's mm-hmm. a daily ten minute uh, news podcast from from Apple, and they've got a couple of hosts who they're naming, which is interesting. Uh, Shumita Bezu and Duarte Geldino. This is, you know, it's it's in the past. I think there's been criticism of Apple that they haven't been very good at giving credit for the people that produce their stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So like. The App Store editorial team are not named. Um, the Apple uh, Music editors are not named. Um, and of course, Duarte and Shumita are hosts of a show, right? So it's like a little bit trickier. Um, yeah. But I'm very pleased that it's not like, hey, we're the Apple News Today team and we're, you know what I mean? Which they could <laughs> have just done supposed that. to tell you our names. Right? But like, <laughs> yeah, you could imagine a world in which they did it that way. You know, like yeah. I liked seeing that Serenity Caldwell was, was named. She was like, had a personality during the WWDC stuff, which didn't just live in the developer app, right? Like it was on YouTube and stuff like that. So, so yeah, this is really interesting. Uh, I'm keen to understand, like, what is the breadth of this? Are they just going to be talking or citing sources that are in Apple News? Mm. Uh, Is it just going to be US-only kind of content? Will they bring this stuff out to other regions, maybe have, like, a European news team? Like, I'm. this is, yeah, there's a lot to think about with this. But, of course, the reason it's in the show today is because this finally secures Stephen with one of his uh, yearly picks. That's right. The year of Stephen continues. It's not the year of Stephen. We are currently tied 
Also, I'm not sure I want to claim 2020 as the year of Steven, honestly. Yeah. Actually, you know what? You have it. 2020 is your year, baby. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So this is interesting. I, I need to think, you know, there's a lot to unpack here, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was just playing around with the audio player for uh, the Apple News Stories um, as we were doing the pre-show for Connected Pro. And uh, it's fine. It's basically the Apple podcast player with a different background. And it's mm. uh, it lives inside the news app on 13.6. This is not available in, in the iOS 14 beta yet. So we have a bit of a discrepancy there at the moment between the different um, releases. Uh, but there's a new audio uh, page it's in the bottom top bar inside news on the iPhone and the player is fine and in a nice touch you can while you're listening to a story um, you can long press and the context menu will give you an option to read the original story instead so if you're listening and you feel like oh, I actually want to read this one you can jump to that to the text version of the story very quickly so that's nice but there's, I mean, we knew this was coming. Nine to five Mac had the screenshots for this feature before. It's exactly what you expect. And there's a selection of articles. Like I'm looking right now in news. I have it on my uh, backup phone, and um, you have stories from all the usual suspects. So Popular Mechanics, Wired, uh, Vogue, um, Bloomberg, Business Week. Yeah. Well, all of the usual suspects that are left, I guess. Those that are left, of course. There's actually multiple articles from Bloomberg Business Week and some other, like a bunch of like men's health and what's this one? Runner's World. So a bunch of fitness publications as well and Wired. So it's it's fine. Here's a question. Yeah. Do you think they would ever? Read a story that involves Apple. Yeah, I was thinking from about that. Bloomberg like, Business Week. Yeah, what are the like? What does the selection of these stories look like from an editorial standpoint? Uh, I, and honestly, I don't know. Um, I think we've talked about this before in the in the context of the Apple News Digest. That is an existing feature of Apple News, and I believe that they do cover. Apple in the in the digest section. Mm. So yeah, I, I'm not sure. I think they're now though reading them would be slightly awkward. I don't know. Uh I honestly don't know. So I guess we'll see what this is gonna be like. And uh I mean I'm still not paying for Apple News Plus. Um so I I really don't know if like all these stories will be available to me. I noticed that as soon as I reopened the app, um, yeah, it says listen only in Apple News Plus. And there's a big promo box in the middle of the page that says get started. And when I reopened the app, a splash screen came up as well, telling me to subscribe. Uh, but I can listen to the intro post for free, News Plus audio at the top of the window. So Yeah, the hosts both seem to have come from WNYC. I believe they were both a part of a show there called The Takeaway, which mm-hmm. was a daily national public radio program. So I was just like they're both on Twitter. Uh so I was just kind of like looking at looking nice. at, looking them up right now, right now and it seems that's where they both came from. So professionals in this industry like Apple hasn't brought some people from inside of Apple to do this. Like they've hired from outside people that that do this stuff, that read news and have been doing it for some time, it looks like. So, yeah, I'm intrigued to see how that one shakes out. Can I tell you about some of the other changes in 13.6? Yes. 
please. Because I have I have the release notes. So digital car keys are actually available in 30.6. No need to huh. wait for iOS 14. Uh, so it's not can... an iOS 14 feature then? Yeah, just like um, the new symptoms in the health app that they mentioned at WWDC, um, mm. like new symptoms for uh, cycle tracking, I believe, and the new uh, ECG integration in health, that's available in 13.6, even though Apple mentioned those as like iOS 14 features, but those are actually here today. And so now you can log symptoms like um, fever, chills, sore throat, and coughing. So um, those are available in health and car keys. You can share them with iCloud. You can share a digital, digital key over iMessage, just like Apple showed the WWDC in 14, but that's available in, in 13.6. And you can have like um, multiple profiles for multiple drivers and you can have restrictions. So like if you want to make sure that your teenager, uh, you know, uh, kid does not drive over like a certain distance. I believe you can do that. So that's pretty cool. That stuff and is really cool, by the way. Like we haven't spoken cool. about it, but like that though, all of those features around that car. When I was first heard about that car key thing, it was kind of like ah, oh, this is gonna be like snooze town. But yeah. when they were an- announcing the features, it was kind of like yeah, you know what? That stuff sounds really good. It's very clever because you got you you have that family sharing integration yep. that absolutely makes sense if you're a yep. parent, and you want to ch- and obviously you have maps integration and you can share over iMessage. It's really well done. I think mm-hmm. it's really well done. Too bad it's limited to a specific BMW model. Um, for now, we're actually obviously. for now we're yeah. actually looking into renting that car this summer because we want to write about it. So we're trying oh to figure. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yes, John and which I are one of you is going to drive around? John, like I mean John a, is. John, John right, is okay. looking. John is looking into the BMW. Uh, oh my a, god, that's <laughs> genius! That's yes, very funny. Yes, we're we're looking into that. Um, also, let me tell you about some of my favorite bug fixes. In 13.6, because there's uh, some really fascinating stuff. For example, fix is an issue that causes some phone calls from, and I'm going to try my best here. I can do this for you if you need, but <laughs> try it. Sus, sus, Saskatchewan? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, really? Saskatchewan, yeah. Saskatchewan? Yeah. To appear as originating from the United States. Now, I believe that Sus- Saskatchewan yeah. is in Canada? Is it Correct. in Canada? Yes. yes really? Yeah. Wow, look at me. I know geography. Yeah. Um, no, you don't. I listened to one of your many podcasts where you were very clear about not knowing geography. But Why do you need on. to mention that? What? <laughs> uh, what else? Let's see. Mm-hmm. There's really nothing else exciting. I just thought that no. Saskatchewan was really exciting. Because it's called. Well, it also fixes an issue that could cause Japanese hardware keyboards to be incorrectly mapped as a US keyboard. Sure. Is there a US focused bug issues here, right? Like, Thanks, California. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There you go. Well, I mean, to be fair, America's got more bugs than anybody right now. Oh, my God. Did you. What did you do today? I don't know. <laughs> you're, you're very, very on the comedy. No, I do know. I slept in. I got more sleep than anybody. Ah, there you go. It made you punchy. You're like live you shows, Stephen. You know what you need to relax, listen to some ASMR, and mm-hmm. chill, and then come back and do the show. Podcast and chill. Mm-hmm. Like that. <sighs> I think all the Apple new stuff is really cool. I'm glad they're they're jumping into the 
daily podcast move. I'm glad Iowa's 13.6 is here. Good breaking news segment. I still remain skeptical in the Mm -hmm. same way that I was skeptical when Apple first announced that news initiative that I don't remember what happened with. Remember when I think they were pledging money or something? Yes. Um, Save journalism. there There is still a part of me that is like, I don't know how I feel about technology companies, no matter who they are, controlling the news that people mm. see. And this is an, an element of them handpicking the news stories that they want to promote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's coming from Apple. Now, this could be good. This could be bad. I don't know. But it's still a thing that is happening, right? Like, this is not algorithmically generated. Like, there are editors. They are picking this stuff. And then they are... They are filtering it through their own voices in some instances and delivering it back to you. And there, I still feel that it is healthy to pause about that, right? Just to, to remember this. Um, so, yeah. That, so I, I still am keeping what I consider to be a healthy level of skepticism about this for now. Yeah, I don't disagree. I think you make a really good point. It's a biased view, and like there is nothing. It's kind of weird. It's kind of bias. Weird. Like you we know. all have bias, right? Like I think people that say they don't have bias, are uh, I, I I question that. Um, maybe that's a bias that I have. But like we all have our biases. Uh, but yeah, it's like you know, in the same way that you should always think of the fact that whenever we're talking about stuff, we come from a bias of being fans of Apple products, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's an important thing that you need to know about this show before you start listening to it. Um, but we do still question it like I am right now. Anyway, it's, it's, it, this is a, like, it's a spider's web to get caught up in. But it's still just something that I want to mention, I think, whenever I see stuff like this about like Apple and their news initiatives. Yeah, I mean, I totally relate to this argument. I mean, I come from a country where for many years... The prime minister was also the owner of a major TV network. So, you know. <laughs> you say, like, how could it be legal? But the person who's setting the laws. Well. You know. So, you know, I I get it. It, it can be. It, it's an awkward position. I mean, this is obviously different. Apple is no political party. But you got that conflict of interest going on, maybe to an extent. And you got to consider that when you consume your news from from apple news and i know that they have like they mentioned i believe years ago that they have like uh, like it's a separate entity of sorts with like an editorial board and they uh, this is uh, i believe they had something years ago in the new york times like there was a story that detailed the structure of the apple news journal journalistic team um so maybe somebody can find it but yeah i mean it's always like right there in the back of your mind, like, yeah, isn't it kind of weird though that they're doing this? And to an extent, I think it is. Just like it would be strange if like Facebook did it or Google did it, like these giant corporations that wield such a terrific amount of power, both, you know, uh, culturally and financially, that they want to And politically. And politically, that they want to do journalism just because they can, just because, like, journalism is a feature of their products. It can be a little weird, you know? Maybe, you know, just keep that in mind. I think it is very clear that Apple, as a company, wants to do everything now. Right? Like Mm. like many other technology companies have before that. Yes, 
Yeah. But like before them, right? You know, like your Amazons and Googles were doing this before. And now Apple are kind of in the space of like, if there's a thing we can do, we're going to do it. Uh, and there is good and bad in that. But they are definitely in that uh, Wally by and large like mentality, right? You're everything from Apple. They'll give you a cocky if you want it. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Bombas, the folks who make insanely comfortable socks. They've rethought every detail of the socks we wear every day, so they're much more comfortable. I first got a pair of Bombas socks a couple of years ago, and in the meantime, I've replaced my entire sock library, paid my own hard-earned money, because these socks are just incredible. They're comfortable, they look good, and they have this really cool mission that we're going to talk about here in a second. Bombas socks do more than keep your feet cozy. They help you give back to the most vulnerable members of our community because every pair of socks you purchase, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. They have donated to get this over 34 million pairs of socks and counting through their nationwide network of more than 3,000 giving partners. That is really cool. I really like that. So if you want some incredibly comfortable socks, I mean, details like the the little stitching over the top of your toe, we all had socks where that's really uncomfortable. Bombas just made it better. They're like, we don't have to live like this. We can have good socks. And Bombas has knocked it out of the park. So give a pair when you buy a pair. Get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com slash connected. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash connected for 20% off your first purchase. Go there now, get yourself some insanely comfortable socks, and give a pair to someone in need. That URL one more time for 20% off your first purchase is bombas.com slash connected. Our thanks to Bombas for their support of the show and all of Relay FM. I had some uh, some rough times with Apple Photos, and I just wanted to share it in case uh, listeners had a similar issue. So I have a lot of albums. I'm a big believer in albums and photos. That's how I organize things. And uh, as a person with many albums, I want them sorted alphabetically so I can get to what I want to quickly. And they fall out of order sometimes in the the Mac Photos app. It's like sometimes you open it and there's not in the same order anymore, but you've always been able to right-click on my albums in the sidebar and resort them. You can sort them by date or by name, I think some other things. So I uh, sort them by name. The problem I was having is that the order was out of sync on my iOS devices. So my Mac would say they're in alphabetical order, but on my phone and iPad, they weren't. And the iPhone and iPad were in the same order. And that was also the order set on iCloud.com because you can log into iCloud.com and see your photo library. Now on iCloud's website, there's no mechanism to deal with this. There's no sorting there. I thought, well, if I could sort them on the iCloud website, maybe that'll like jumpstart the sync on the iOS devices. And everything else was still working. I was still getting photos. Things were still going the right places. It was just the order of the the albums that was wrong. And uh, I couldn't do anything on iCloud.com to fix this. And I was getting ready to do the terrible thing of like signing out of iCloud photos and then signing back in. And then I thought, well, I could rebuild the library. Maybe, you know, maybe that would fix it. And you do that by starting photos, holding down, I think, command and option, and it it rebuilds the library and, re, you know, makes sure everything's in sync. Uh, that took a little while. I've got over 50,000 items in my photos library, 
but it it fixed the issue. And so now I can have everything synced in the order I want it. And that really was bugging me, especially on iOS 14, because now the photo picker isn't just the old list that it used to be. Now you have search and you have albums in there. So I really want to be able to quickly go to an album and pull out a photo and they were all out of order and I can never find anything. So uh, I'm psyched that this fixed it. I'm not sure why rebuilding the photo library on the Mac did it, but it was enough, I guess, to to get it syncing again, and, and now things are good. Mm. The end. Are you guys big albums users? No. No. you have any no. albums? Two. Yes, but mostly because I don't know how to delete them. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I have well, I have a selection of shared albums, but I don't count those. Sure. Um, but I have one album which is my wedding photos, and one album which is the photo booth that we had at the wedding. They're the only two albums that I have. And so you just search for anything else? Search, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I use search a lot. Actually, hmm. like search by, um, I really use search by, uh, like by location and yeah. by date, and yep. often by those two uh, things combined. So like mm. beach, like the location of the beach, 2019. Like mm-hmm. I, I do that a lot, actually. Yes. I actually more just search by my own eye, right? Like I know roughly when the photo was that I'm looking for and mm. I just scroll until I know I'm around that area. That's kind of oh, how yeah. I do it. Yeah. For recent photos, like for photos in the last like couple of months, I do that uh, as well. Okay. But like the other day, for example, I was looking for a specific video, um, uh, of one of our dogs swimming at the beach and I know that it w- I knew that it was last year so I searched by location and time and it just worked so yeah I um that that search has actually gotten quite I don't want to say great it's pretty it's pretty good though it's not mm. I mean the content stuff leaves a lot to be desired but like if you just use those like filters like date and time uh location do you still have to just search one word at a time no, you can combine them. Okay. Could you remember when that was a thing? It was a thing, and then they changed and it last it. year. Last year, okay. they changed it with 13. Tokenized searches. How many yes. things are in y'all's photo libraries? How many items? Uh, I want to say, let me, 14,000 maybe? Let's see. Okay. Uh, No, actually, 23,000. Woof. I'm 12,800 photos, 523 videos. Wow. So I'm way ahead of y'all. Welcome to being okay. a parent, I guess. But uh, that's interesting because I I find myself searching more than I used to, but I have trouble letting go of the album. And then like scrolling through here, there's probably a hundred of them, 150 of them. Like I have a lot of them. And photos... The problem is when you're an album person, you can never get away from it. That's, that's kind of how I feel. I feel like I yeah. can't ever... When do like you stop? I'm, yeah, I'm I'm like in this methodology and I can't move out of it. Like even just using favorites, I have like two pictures listed as favorites because even that feels too wishy-washy. So I used to make albums in iPhoto. Sure. And I yeah. got into that habit and I hated it, right? Where it was like I'm making them constantly. And then when they moved from iPhoto to photos, I just stopped. It gave me the, it gave me the, like, the excuse to stop. So I yeah. just stopped. Yeah. And mine came yeah. from, I used to have my photo library on Dropbox and subfolders based on so like, topic. Wh- what kind of albums do you do, Steven? Like uh, just for special occasions? Or like do you actually organize everything? Like even just like random days yeah. that you spend at home? There, I have a smart album that 
ha- says not in albums, and there's four photos in it right now that I need to file. So for instance, I'll just read some. I've got one for my daughter, so it's pictures of primarily her. Uh, I so have by subject. Okay. Uh, it's all by subject. I have Apple hardware, which has eighteen hundred pictures. Uh, bikes and cars. Um, <laughs> wow, bikes uh, and cars. Yeah, yeah, bikes and cars. Okay. Uh, I've got one for our old house. There's like pictures of the house and house projects. One for the new house. So you don't do occasions like birthday parties and like thanksgiving or something like each kid has an own their album and then an album for all of their birthdays so it's all like you know nine of my daughter's birthdays in one album interesting and then you know like various trips uh one for relay fm live shows so not an, an album for individual live shows but they're all there together um yeah you know on and on and oh. on i mean they just they never end and you do this every day like disorganization. Uh, I mean, every once in a while, I just sit down and look at the smart album called Not in Albums, and then I put them where they should go. The, every photo goes in an album? Or it's deleted. Yep. Wow. Wow. Oh, I lied, by the way. I have one, I have one more album, which is, uh, I have like a, I think this is very funny. Uh, <laughs> I like to sometimes take pictures of Adina's face way too close. <laughs> right? So like that's funny. <laughs> right? So like we're standing next to each other, I got my phone out and I just take a like a picture which is just way too close. Uh and I have all of those photos in an album because it's hilarious to me to look at these pictures. <laughs> that's good. So, yeah. That's a very that's a very good album. Yeah, it's called Close Up. <laughs> of course yes Stephen. that's wild that you do that I, i've done uh-huh. th- i've got an album for 10 years of instagram history so instagram 2011 instagram 2012 instagram 2013 wait what on there yeah hold on i know i don't understand that so every photo you post on instagram also goes to a fold to an album yeah on photos app yeah i guess and how that. does that happen well, manually, <laughs> the Instagram app, if you have it, save your photos, makes an Instagram album. And at the end of the year, I make an archive of all of those posts for the year. And so at the end of the year, I'll make an Instagram 2020 album and put all the Instagram 2020 images in there. And I'm not saying this is like a weird thing to do. I'm sure many people do it. I just wasn't expecting that. No, was it's a lot of work. Say. It's not weird. It's just a lot of work. Yeah, like it's I, a lot of work. I commend your patience, Steven. Yeah, but I feel like I can quickly find things. Oh, of course. Because of this. Mm. They're organized in buckets that mm-hmm. make sense to your brain. Yeah. Right? Where if you're like, I want to find a car, well, you just go to bikes and cars. That's right. If I want to look at a, at a Hurley uh, bachelor party, they're all in there together. You know? Wait, mm. there's only been one. <laughs> yeah, wait, so, oh, so you do have events then? Some, if it's like a, a true one-off. Like, he has a, he has a right. mixed approach. Um, yeah. Primarily yeah, it's, it's hard subject. to define what becomes an album. You just got to feel it. Right. right. You know it when you see it. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and would you say that you have more albums for people or objects in your life? It's a, I think it's a pretty solid mix between people, like types of object, and then events. So like, okay, um, 
like every fall we go to this pumpkin patch. And so I have one called pumpkin patch and it's, you know, five or six years of photos all at the same place. So I can very quickly see like my kids get older every fall. Right. Um, so again, mm. it's, it's hard to, it's hard to judge where the line is, but what if you had a birthday party at the pumpkin patch, then what would you do? I think the birthday party would override the pumpkin patch. Right. Yeah. Okay. There's right. a hierarchy. Yeah. yeah. And I also have a follow-up question. Mm-hmm. Does the dog have its own album? Uh, she does. Eva Corn Dog is nice. her own album. Perfect. Do you have okay. albums for all of the animals, or do, do some of them get grouped together? Uh, well, there's uh, oh, like previous pets. Yeah, the previous pets I think are mixed in other places. Is the album called pre- Is the album called Previous Pets? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it called Previous Pets? No, I don't. I'm saying I don't have a lot of pictures of them. Okay, okay. Also, I have another follow-up question. Do you have a photo album for your enemies? Uh, I do. That is called uh, Mac Stories. They're on there. Okay, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> perfect. Fantastic. Okay. You know, are well, there any unexpected albums in there? What do you mean? Like, like, do you keep an album of photos mm-hmm. which you would consider to be abnormal to what people would normally put in their photos I albums? Don't, I don't think C- I want to answer like that. Kind of like bikes and cars. I mean, I have a bunch of photos of laptops and computers. There you go. Yeah. So, you, so do you have a computer pictures photo album? I, I have an Apple hardware album that has pictures of tons of Macs. And then I have a non-Apple hardware album that is a bunch of other stuff. Is it possible for you to find out which albums you have the most photos in? Mm. Oh, I bet you can make a series shortcut for it. Because I want to know how highly the Apple photos (laughs) stacks. It's high. And like which one of your children you have more pictures of laptops. Maybe I can eyeball that. So Apple hardware has 1,742. You have more pictures of Apple hardware than I do of my wedding. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. Our daughter only has 1,022 photos. Ooh. Stevens is a a marriage for life with old Apple hardware. I guess so. So you see, you have more pictures of Apple computers than your middle child. Yeah. And definitely wow. the youngest child. Because uh, yeah. he has the fewest because he's lived the shortest. Look, it's not weird, all right? It's his passion. It's his hobby. So, <laughs> Do you have a photo album of Mary? Of course. Several. Do you have more pictures of the, lap- of the computers than Mary? <laughs> I don't feel like I have to answer that. But that's yes, then. That's I, I a yes. I really want to see the previous Pets album. That's not like I'm, I'm obsessed with that album. Like, There's I not need to one. See it. I, I could go uh, through and find all the pictures of Mary's old cat and put him in there, I guess. That was but, a troublesome cat. Yeah, he was He was not good. Photos. Uh, there we go. We, Who would have we, learned, we learned something new about you, Stephen, in, in, mm-hmm. in, in detail also. Mm-hmm. So. Thank you for bringing this to our attention. I found it interesting. Neither of you asked if I had albums of you. Do you? Do you? There's a Mike album. Nice. There's no Federico album. Mm -mm. Oh. You're mostly confined to the WWDC album. I was going to say, to be fair, I do see Steven in places other than just events. I mean, he's seen me a bunch of times and it's sticking a bunch of pictures of me. I don't even get my own album. Wow. Sorry. Do you have previous... a Federico face in your faces library? Yes, wow. I do. 
Okay. Yeah, he has a face and he just couldn't be bothered to set up an album for <laughs> me, but he does have bikes and cars the, and The face pets. is unnamed. <laughs> like, like the phone has just realized there's a person <laughs> yeah. and it's just yeah. like, whatever. Just yeah, the Italian actually, am flag I, emoji. Am I, am I in the enemy's album, Steven? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just John. Yeah. As it should be. Um, okay, well, after this disappointing revelation, I feel like we need to move on because I'm very sad. <laughs> <laughs> then I don't even get an album. Wow. This episode of Connected is brought to you by ExpressVPN. You probably already know how important it is to have a VPN. Even if you're working from home, you may think that you're safe. You know, I'm not on airport Wi-Fi. But it's actually more important than ever to choose a VPN you can trust. And ExpressVPN is the best on the market. They value your privacy. They don't log your data to make money from selling it. And, uh, you know, there are other services, ISPs, other places. They can see what you're doing. ExpressVPN makes that impossible. They've developed a technology called Trusted Server that only stores data in RAM. It's super fast. Look, you can stream HD quality videos over ExpressVPN with no lag. It is incredible. It's the only VPN I've used that feels like I'm not using one at all. And it's really easy to get going. You just fire up their app, click one button, and you're connected. Plus, ExpressVPN is loved by TechRadar, The Verge, CNET, and more. So protect yourself today with a VPN you can trust. Go to expressvpn.com slash connected right now. That's expressvpn.com slash connected. There you'll get an extra three months free on a one-year package. One last time, that's expressvpn.com slash connected to learn more and sign up. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of the show and all of FM. Let's talk about the app library. Uh, it's one of the new features that we've all got to grips with a little bit over the last week or so. As we've, uh, I know Federico, you've been running uh, Dave Beta since the beginning, and uh, yeah. me, me and Stephen and Alan the Betas now too. And you know, like I've been running iPad OS Beta since like I don't know the day after WWDC or something. But you know, I'm I'm getting used to now uh, using. The, the the app library federico is the one as the the person out of the three of us who's been using this for about nearly a month honestly uh how what what are your main takeaways from the app library lifestyle i've resisted the idea of the app library for for a long time and i mean i've only sort of uh, accepted this experiment a few days ago it's been really challenging for me honestly to to let go of the of the icon grid and and like mm. and i think broadly speaking my main problem right now is that my i'm i'm currently living a home screen crisis like everything right. is a mess and of course. like because of widgets and because of the app library and because of all these new features i feel like i need to rethink well, I, I have to rethink such a fundamental aspect of how I use my phone, which is when I go back to the home screen, what do I see? And right. like that's something that I do a, like hundreds of times a day. And because of widgets and because of these new ways of launching and, and organizing apps, I need to rethink it all. And this takes me, it's going to take me time, right? It's going to take me a long time to, to figure out like what's the optimal placements of the widgets that I want to use. Which widgets do I want to use? And also right now, I only have Apple widgets. What will happen once third parties are getting on this action as well? So we should be, I mean, for, for people that 
are on base any day now, I would expect mm-hmm. we'll start seeing the first third party widgets. Yeah, the app review for test flight is, from what I hear, very slow at the moment. So, right. uh, you right. uh, usually, but usually it, it happens about you know this time of year, like beta three, uh, in in late July seems about right for starting to accept. You've got to assume that this is a time where maybe Apple are looking like a little bit more closely at what's yeah. being submitted to make sure yes. they haven't made a huge mistake. Yeah. So <laughs> so basically my my issue is that the app library requires me to let go of over a decade of muscle memory in the sense of when I go back to the home screen I see a, a grid of icons across multiple pages. Now, the app library also takes away control from me, right? Because of that smart organization that it does, that intelligence, uh, that intelligent organization that it does for you on your behalf. You don't have to organize it. In fact, you cannot organize it at all. You, there's nothing you can do. The app library um, surfaces like recently used apps and recently added and then puts everything in these like automatic categories which you know can be a little hit or miss the, the like the types the type of filing that it does for you but that's the general idea and then if yeah. you want there's a search bar and you can see a list and you can search manually how pointless is that search bar kind of because you can just swipe down on any yeah well, like, I guess that it. I guess that it's faster because it's restricted to just showing you apps yeah. instead of other content. And also, there's like a whole discussion discussion about search that we're gonna need to have at some point because it, it's it's better and worse than the old search in in some key ways for me. So fire up the teachy teachers and uh, uh, put that in there. We'll see. Yes. So, anyway, right now uh, I'm living a, a a moment of crisis because, like I did so. Last night, I went in, and I knew that we were going to talk about this on the show, and so I figured, why not? I removed all my folders, so that's a nice touch, because you can long press on a folder, and you can put the entire contents of a folder back into the app library, hiding the entire folder and the apps inside the folder uh, from the home screen with just one action. So that's very nice. So I went in, and my third and my fourth page, I hit them from the home screen. So those are now living into the app library. But I still have uh, two pages of icons and one page of widgets that I need to understand what am I going to do there. So I'm I'm trying to tackle this by starting with some like um, some very specific ideas. Uh, And I Home screen organization, I think, is going to be like a topic that we're going to talk about over and over over the next few months. But for now, yeah, because it's like it's like a completely different thing. It's yeah. like a, it's a completely different thing. So yeah. something that I'm experimenting with at the moment is this idea of like having these core corners on my home screen, like based on um, activity, if you wish. Like for example, if you wish, if you wish, yes. So like on my first page. I'm playing around with this idea of like the top section of the home screen. I can put four icons and a small widget. So the the uh, what is two by two uh, layout. Um, so a small widget next to it, and that will be like my media corner. So right now, let me look. Right now, I have music. I have the app store, um, Instagram, and Castro, which we'll talk about it at some point. Uh, and next to it. I have the Apple Music widget. 
And then I thought, okay, so that's the media corner. So that's like the spot on my home screen where anything media related lives. And then I thought, okay, so this is obviously like this corner contains a bunch of actions, a bunch of apps that I do a lot, like listening to music, opening the app store and, you know, finding a podcast or browsing Instagram. And then I thought, okay, what else do I do with my phone a lot? I take a lot of notes and I save a lot of links. So I thought, okay, so at the bottom of the page, I will have like a note-taking corner. And so notes, raindrop, um, Tot, your favorite mic, and Safari. So these, these icons. And then next to them, a stack of Apple Notes widgets. Uh, one of them that opens my... At the moment, I have like this note called Everything Bucket, which is like a, um, <laughs> a note in my... It's a bucket IO- for everything. It's yeah. a bucket. It's a it's a note in my iOS review folder, where I can just drop any like anything that I find. I will drop in there screenshots, links, uh, tweets, like literally anything, and then later I will organize it and bring it into my my mind map. And the second one in the stack is my scratchpad. So I do keep a scratch, but like a general scratchpad in notes. So I thought, okay, this could be another corner for like uh, combining icons and widgets because I don't feel like I want to go all widgets for my first page of the home screen. I still think I I want to have a combination of icons and widgets. Um, there are some weird limitations though. Like you cannot have a small widget surrounded by two icons you always need to have like four icons in a corner and a small widget in the other corner. Mm. I wish there was a little more flexibility in terms of like the layouts and the placement of icons. Maybe next year, we'll see. And then I thought, okay, so now my my first page, I have these two distinct areas and I feel pretty good about them. So we'll see how it goes. Um, the se- and then I thought, okay, what do I want to do for the second page? And right now I'm playing around with this idea of on the second home screen, instead of having more icons, the second page, I want to do just widgets. And so the theme, if you wish, right now for the second page is glanceable life updates, which is not a great name, but it gives you the idea. So I have the calendar widget, the reminders widget, uh, weather, and the batteries widget, which is not great, uh, but it, you know I couldn't figure out anything else that could add that yeah, you kind just of put in context. in there, right? Like you just, yeah, it's going in. Yeah, the big calendar layout, uh, the big calendar widget. No, actually, this is the medium one. So medium calendar, medium reminders, small weather, small batteries. This is what I'm doing at the moment. Then I have the third page, and I'm probably going to hide everything here as well. So realistically, I think I'm going to end up with the first home screen, a second page just with widgets, and then the app library. And I'm going to use this for a while, and I'm going to see how it works. Wow. Now, this is very temporary, because I do believe that everything is going to change once third-party developers can uh, adopt widgets. Mm-hmm. Still, in this experimentation phase, I can tell you a bunch of things that I think, uh, a bunch of thoughts that I have. It's going to be really challenging for me about the app library. It's going to be really challenging for me to accept the lack of control. The fact that like I, like I get it, like a, lo- a lot of people could use the automatic organization, and I think it's 
you know, a lot of lo- I know a lot of folks like John, for example, uh, you know, friend of the show, John Voorhees, could use something like the app library to organize his hundreds and hundreds of apps that he has on his phone. But I'm the kind of person who likes to control everything, um, especially on my computer and especially on my phone. So the inability to say, no, this, this, like, this folder, the way that you name this folder is not right, I kind of dislike that. And also, my other problem right now, and sure enough, could be just a beta thing and things can change between now and September. I don't think they will, but they can. Um, there, there are just some odd limitations with widgets at the moment. Uh, and, I, and I wanted to mention three of them, uh, three different widgets. Files. So the files widget, which is new in beta 2, is okay. It shows you the, your recently open or recently modified, I guess, files. And it's nice because you can tap on an individual file and it'll open. And it also shows you the app that opened the file. So like I write it, for example, as a little, so there's a text document in my files widget and there's a little IA writer icon next to it because it's, it is a markdown document that I open in IA writer. So that's nice. But what I really would like to do with the files widget is just let me create a small widget that opens either a specific file or a specific folder in the files app. Mm. That's literally all I want. Like I want to have a quick like bookmark, if you wish, to a to to a folder or a file. That's all I want, and it's not possible right now. Uh, music, like the music widget, I really like. As I also like in the medium layout, uh, in the small layout, it shows you a single item, a single recently played item. And in the medium and, and big layout and large layout, they, it shows you multiple recently played items. But I have the same problem with, with files here. The app defaults to showing you recently, in this case, played um, albums or songs. And I just want to be able to go in there and configure the widget and say, uh, I want to create a widget that opens this playlist or opens this album or opens this section of music. Like, I don't want to be, be, be constrained to recently played by the widget. Like, let me configure... You have this system that allows me to configure widgets. Why is this one limited to, to recently played stuff? Like, there's so much more content that I could choose from and it's totally possible to do it. So I... I honestly don't get it stuff like that though like especially like the music one that's where a third party could come in and make something right sure sure they they could do that maybe uh and lastly shortcuts so shortcuts i feel like it is a very good widget in the sense that they use and i mean it's no surprise because uh, uh widget configuration is based on the intense framework which the, of course the siri and shortcuts team are in charge of um the shortcuts widget uses configuration to let you pick a folder of shortcuts that you want to um display in the widget so because of that you can have multiple shortcuts widgets on your home screen each showing you widgets from a specific folder in the app. So that's very cool. My very main good. problem my main problem with the shortcuts widget is that it it, it wastes a lot of space. It it has like you could double the amount of shortcuts you, you could, can have in yeah. each configuration. Honestly, you could honestly double the number yeah. of shortcuts because they use these like these rectangles uh, for individual shortcuts uh, and they are 
quite large. They're honestly. comically large. They are super big, and I feel like, you know, if I'm the kind of person who's gonna use the shortcuts widget and who's gonna configure the shortcuts widget, I probably know what I'm doing, and I probably know how to use this one, and I feel like I don't need the giant top target for, you know. I mean, in the in the large version of the widget, you can only see eight shortcuts. And I feel like you could show 16 or maybe even 20. So uh, I do like everything else about the widget. I do love the fact that shortcuts from the widget now run with compact UI. So you can have interactions on the home screen, including... Question for you on that. Yes. Do some of your widgets load really slowly sometimes? Yes. Okay. Yes, they do. Cool. Yes. Not the only one then. You're not the only one. And some of my widgets, uh, some of my shortcuts also don't run anymore at all. And that's to be expected, I guess, with every new version of Shortcuts every summer. Some yeah, I, I've had a day today where I've had to start trying to rebuild one. That yeah. was It was on its last legs anyway. Like, it was a workflow action, oh. right? Like, you know, and, and it was... Poor do you remember, workflow. Federico, you made this one. Uh, it was to take... I think it was things... Like, basically to take a bunch of text and add them... Like, like it was to basically take a template set of tasks and add it yes. to things. That sounds like something I, something I would do. Yes. yes, I was using that widget. Well, that shortcut still, and it's completely broken now. That's like, from like three years ago. I think. Yeah, it's it's it was it was a bit ropey. So now I'm like I'm rebuilding it with mm. like nat- the native actions, um, and going from there. Yeah. So I think honestly, like these are some of some very specific complaints about widgets and maybe they will get fixed, maybe not. But I think the bigger picture here is that I'm gonna have a hard time letting go of the home screen grid because I'm just so used to it. And because with icons you can you can pack a lot of them on a single page. And with widgets you cannot. On the other hand, I really like widgets even though they're not as interactive as on Android, but this is a bigger discussion for, for later. Um, I really like widgets, and I really like you know having these like, glanceable tiles on my home mm-hmm. screen. And I know I want to use them, and I want to use them a lot, but in using them a lot, I'm going to end up with multiple pages anyway. So if I'm going to have multiple pages on my iPhone, and because the app library, I can only reach by swiping all the way to the right, do I even want to use it? Because like it's, it's like counterintuitive in some way, because the app library you can only reach if you scroll all the way to the right side of the home screen. But then if you want to use widgets a lot, the app library gets more difficult to get to. And I, like, I sort of wish that the app library replaced the uh, today view on the iPhone or I wish that it was like easier to access in some other way because I find myself in the situation where okay I want to use a lot of widgets but I also want to use the app library but then I, it feels like I kind of need to choose between the two of them right because if I want to use a lot of widgets then it takes me like multiple swipes on screen to to open the library and I just wish that it was easier so um uh, again, I don't know what to do at the moment. It's, everything is a mess, and I'm playing around with, with a bunch of different approaches, and I'm not yet sure which one is best for me. But uh, what I do know is that this is very difficult because I'm the kind of nerd who 
thinks a lot about home screen layouts, and I need to undo uh, 13 something years of home screen uh, tinkering. So, I would have liked App Library to be a swipe up on the home screen. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. Like, make yeah. it easier somehow. Use one of the gestures on that the you're not using on the home screen. Uh, but also, yeah, I guess swipe up on the icons could work. Because right yeah, now... Yeah, like in the same way that you swipe down to get down to search. Down to search, you could swipe up to... Yeah, that could work, actually. I feel like I know why they put it at the end, though. Yeah, like, conceptually, I, I can understand, like, yeah. what's, what's the thinking that led you there. But also it takes, like, I don't like swiping multiple times to open it, you know? Stephen, where are you with this? I like the app library, but I'm not sure it's going to be completely game-changing for me. So all I've really done at this point is I got rid of all my folders. So I've, I've had three home screens for a while, sort of primary apps, secondary apps, and then a bunch of folders at the end. All those folders got removed and just dumped into the app library. Yeah. I have widgets on all three of my screens still. So I kept three screens and I've got widgets taking up uh, two, like, I guess, four by two at the top. Um, some of them are two widgets. Like I have weather and calendar side by side. I like you, Federico. I'm just waiting for third party widgets because I think it's all temporary until then. Mm-hmm. So I've retained the three screens and getting rid of the folders and adding the widgets. It basically balanced out where what I have available to me is roughly the same and things are kind of roughly in the same place but it took some fiddling to get there i i do think app library is in the wrong place i feel like there's a lot of confusion and like unnecessary complication like why is it not available in the search field if i pull down like why is it way over there i just don't i I wish they could consolidate some of that stuff yeah that's also true it it feels like especially with search it feels like you have the same feature in two places, but it's slightly different in each instance of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, and also like, so, oh, I wanted to mention something else. Uh, another approach could be to have an entirely dynamic home screen in the sense that what you can do is take the series suggestions widget, use it in the large configuration. That widget is going to show you icons like regular app icons, but those icons are chosen by Siri. So you could have like a quote-unquote intelligent home screen that uses a traditional Mm. layout, but is actually entirely powered by suggestions. That's also something that you could consider. Or maybe like just one area of a home screen page, you could have like some static icons that you manually place, and then the other ones could just rotate based on series suggestions, and you wouldn't know, because when you place it on the home screen, I believe only the text label of the icons is different when they are based on the series suggestions widget, I think. Like, the text label of the icon is slightly dimmed when it's, uh, when it's from the series suggestions widget. So that's also an approach. Yeah, there's a lot to, there's a lot to do here, and... Uh, I honestly don't know what I'm, what it's going to end up looking like at the moment. And I can also say that we're going to talk about it at some point. The more I spend time on my iPhone uh, configuring things and playing around with different um, widgets and the app library, the more it doesn't make any sense to me that you cannot place widgets anywhere on the iPad home screen. Yeah. It absolutely makes no sense. 
Like the yeah. app library missing an iPad, I can sort of maybe make an argument for it, but widgets, no, no, doesn't make any sense. So I immediately got rid of everything. <laughs> I have no folders, no second screen. I have a four by four grid of apps and then the dock. And, and like I completely reorganized my home screen. Nothing is in its original position really for any particular reason anymore. I've redone it. I have a widget stack at the top and this is just where I'm going to be for now, probably for the next couple of months. And like I plan to like, I want to have a completely different home screen by the time iOS 14 is shipped. And I really want to go heavy on widgets because I feel like there's probably of the, I don't know, of the 16 apps that I have, I reckon maybe five or six of them, I will probably replace their icons with widgets anyway. Right? Like, Fantastical is going to have a widget, surely. I won't have the app icon on my screen anymore. Mm -hmm. Carrot Weather, I won't have the app icon on my screen anymore. Um, I hope that Google makes one for Google Maps, and that's gone. Um, You know, like, uh, Timery, that will be gone. Right? So, because then I will be able Mm -hmm. to have these applications in a more in a way that makes more sense to me cuz like I'm going to get used to as I have like scrolling through the stacks right like trusting that you know iOS is going to give me what I want sometimes but other than that like I know it's going to be in one of the stacks because also like I have been a search to open app person for a long time which is why I was so happy to get rid of my other screens because nothing had any organization after the first screen Right. And like the idea of Apple creating folders for me in the app library, I actually kind of like because now I don't have to think about what folders things go in anymore. Like I couldn't stand it. And I've been using the app library as well, though. Like I've been going, I've been scrolling over there a lot. And I will say, I think it's doing a pretty good job of showing me the applications that I need most of the time. So like when I swipe over, like to get to my bank app, like it's there because I keep swiping over and opening it. So like, you, I'm training the system at the same time, right? Um, and so, like, I think that's fine. And honestly, like, I know what you mean. Like, some of the categorization is is weird. Like, that bank app is in the productivity category, which is, like, mm-hmm. not what I would have done. <laughs> but, like, I'm not paying attention to the folders that they're in, right? I'm kind of learning, just learning where they are. Because, really, like, my folders that I created, they started to make no sense, right? <laughs> because I was running out of space, so I was just throwing things in, like, a folder that only kind of made sense. Like, I had a, a folder called Tools that had just everything, like, just anything and everything in it. Um, so, I, you know, I'm kind of happy to, to get rid of that, honestly. And it's also... Um, helping me get rid of some of my applications because I open those like uh, pre-made folders and I'm like, what is that app? And I just delete it. So it's helping me get rid of some stuff too. So I, I actually like the app library is fine, but the main thing for me was just, just removing home screen clutter was what I wanted to do the most. And that's why like when I start seeing more widgets, I'm excited to be able to like really get rid of more and more of that stuff. It's really difficult. I might I might not do the widgets, like might not go as heavy on the widgets thing, right? Like it might be that I realize that, no, I still want my calendar app icon on the home screen yeah. as well as having the widget. Like I just don't know yet. Um, but I'm the thing that I'm excited about is the possibility to change it all up. And I probably will have a second screen that just has widgets on as well. Um, but that that feels better to me than just having more and more app icon screens. Yeah. 
It's very exciting, though, that like imagining this feature where there's so many different widgets to choose from. And I know that it's going to kind of not be that good when certain widgets are going to lose some of that functionality that, that they have right now, like the timery widget. I know it's going to be different and maybe the developer will be able to replicate it in some way, even though you know we already know that uh, certain animations and interactions from the current widget for Timery will not be possible in iOS 14, but maybe there's a way to mitigate those with a different design, with a different activation, I don't know. But I think it's it's exciting that, you know, having these widgets and all the concepts that I've seen on Twitter of developers working on them, they look beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if it's because of SwiftUI making it easier for developers to make something that looks pretty and modern. I'm sure that's part of the part of the equation here uh, well i also think that because it's because they are kind of have to be simple right because yeah. you can't be in like you can't really make there's no point covering them in buttons yeah uh, i think it's that's helping a little bit of the design stuff because people were making things that are just more visual rather than covering the widgets and buttons i, I think too though there'll, there'll be an element where we all go widget bananas and then oh, scale, yeah. scale it back. And then bring it back, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maximum We're all going to go widgets. widget wild for a while, yeah. And and then we'll... Widget wild. I guess that's why I'm having a tough time because I'm, I'm like trying to think ahead because I know that I've done this before and I know that it's not going to work. So it's, it's taking me longer because I'm trying to like... Uh, skip that step of, oh, I want to go all in. And instead I'm trying to think, what's a balanced approach? And that's why I think it's taking me longer because I know that I could go all in with the widgets and I know that I'm going to hate myself for doing that <laughs> because I cannot let go of icons completely. I guess that's my issue right now. And it's it, like I'm honestly like staring at my phone. I'm like not even doing anything, just thinking like for like s- longer than it would be acceptable for a normal human being to do. Like just staring at my home screen and thinking without doing nothing. I think that does it for this week. I think so. Mm-hmm. If you want to find links to stories we spoke about, head on over to the website, relay.fm slash connected slash 303. While you're there, there's a lot of fun activities you can take part of. You can send us an email with feedback or follow-up. You can join and become a member and have access to Connected Pro, an ad-free version of the show with pre- and post-show uh, extra content, which is a lot of fun. Bonus content. Whoa. Mm-hmm. That rocked me to my core. <laughs> you can find us all on Twitter. Mike is there as I-M-Y-K-E. Mike is the co-host of a bunch of great shows here on Relay FM. Mike, name a podcast you're on. The Pan Addict. You did that last week. Oh, it's probably because it's the one I recall before this one. Uh, analog. Go check out Analog. You can find Federico on Twitter at Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I, and he is the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net. We didn't get to talk about Federico's current status of his iOS 14 review, but I assure you it is underway and coming to us all this fall, which is very exciting. What if he just decided not to bother this year? We'll never know because we didn't talk about it. Or now he's on the hook because I mentioned it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, darn it. Thank thank you, Stephen. Appreciate it. You can find me on Twitter as ISMH and my writing at 512pixels.net. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Hover, Bombus, and ExpressVPN. Until next time, guys, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio.
Bye, y'all.